0: And welcome to Ship of Fools, a nautical d and actual play podcast. My name is Hannah McLean, and I am, as always, your dungeon master on this nautical adventure. Joining me today, I have Andy Latai.
1: Finn Fisher.
0: Nolani Stevenson.
1: Reagan Stockweather.
2: And Taylor Wallace. Malachi Kasir. Oh, I just touched my nose to the mic. Sorry. <laughs> Malachi Kasir.
3: How's that smell?
0: <laughs> Metal. Uh, unsurprising. Just like you. And we are back in the Lundluma Ocean. Uh, yeah, let's do a little bit of a recap, and then we can dive right in. So, last session um, <laughs> started with the party uh, standing kind of between, uh, between a rock and a hard place, which is to say between <laughs> a tower that was about to explode and Dr. And Ret-Ball. Malachi. Oh. And Malachi was just sort of in the middle there. <laughs> um you managed to you engaged in combat first with dr retval um who attempted to charm nell and take them with him away um but you guys managed to break the charm and do enough damage to retval that he uh gave up and teleported away coward you then uh Began to kind of make your way to the shore before the tower exploded behind you and were stymied by the adventurer kind of demanding that she be handed whatever the mysterious device that you'd found in Retfall's lab is. Did she even demand it? Did she just say,
2: can I have that? And when I said no, she went, okay. (laughs) Uh, Malachi
0: refused to hand it over.
3: Yeah, she really skipped ahead.
0: (laughs) I mean, it was Malachi. Were you going to hand it over? I think we all knew the I way that was going to go when we got on the ship. Anyway. Uh uh-huh. um, She took advantage of Malachi's already wounded state to strike him down in a single hit from a sword that appeared far too big to have come out of the scabbard that she that you've seen her carry. Um, she then moved back toward the exploding tower. Um, The rest of you kind of made it to the shore just in time to see the adventurer uh, sprout an enormous pair of clockwork wings, um, pick up an unconscious Ben um, and fly uh, away from the tower as it exploded behind her. You all managed to be just far enough away to avoid um, being uh damaged by the explosion and managed to make it to captain amelia's ship that's not true reagan and i were both knocked unconscious (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah that's true um so to avoid being uh killed by the explosion let me say um you then made it to captain amelia's ship um and managed to Managed to reunite on Captain Amelia's ship, Finn received a sending from Father Ceviche, informing him that the ships that remained in Gillsbury's harbor had fired on the shore, destroying a bunch of boats, um, and injuring some people, including Finn's dad, and then those ships had then left, um that's kind of where we left off you guys managed to get the other thing of significance that happened is that you managed to enlist a cleric on amelia's ship to help you get a sending to uh AAA headquarters where um yeah. baileen was malachi's moms were and where kind of the like non-combatants of AAA had been left behind basically to tell them to get the hell out of dodge as retfall had made some rather pointed comments about hq and the adventurer clearly was not heading back in the direction of hq so
2: also finn tried to send a message to his biological dad and that didn't go so yeah. hot.
3: well we don't know well, it as far as we gone can well. tell we don't know it was inconclusive it was yeah.
2: inconclusive but it was a very morose ending it note. was a nat one mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, um, so, where we are picking up, you guys sail for probably about half an hour to an hour before you are kind of, like, out of the storm that you'd been in. Um, you kind of, like, make it through, it's a little bit hard, you've been doing all this sort of, like, what are, what the hell are we going to do coordination in the middle of this storm, it's been kind of hard to hear each other, but eventually, you, after... 45 minutes or so, you make it out of the storm and it kind of becomes a more gentle rain and then sort of becomes just an overcast sky. The sun really doesn't shine in the sea of storms, which you're now pretty solidly deeper into it than anyone other than probably Reagan has ever been.
3: Oh, so this is what Reagan meant.
0: Um, the sea is kind of, like, tossed and rocky, um, the sky is kind of constantly filled with churning clouds, even when it's not actively raining, um, it feels as if it could start to rain at any second. But for now, the conditions seem stable, um, and you see Amelia's crew kind of, like, relaxing a bit, the lookout who's up in the crow's nest sort of, like, calls down, no ships in pursuit! Um, you seem to have kind of successfully shaken the portion of the Lithios Navy that had been called out to respond to the attack at Retfall's Tower. The three of you are sort of left standing on the deck. Um, Nira has like gone over and is basically standing by Amelia, and you can see the two of them are sort of like talking in low voices. Um, also talking in low voices. Nell and Alden appear to have gotten over their sort of like shell shock a little bit. Um, and the three of them, Nell, Alden and Shiloh are now kind of like sitting in a huddle basically with their heads together, like whispering very like urgently and quickly. Um, you can see Shiloh is- I see
3: that it instantly try to pull Reagan and Malachi into a <laughs> huddle like <it. laughs>
0: Shiloh has like pulled out a notebook and is clearly like comparing notes and she and Nell are like going back and forth.
3: We can't let them show us up guys.
0: I, I feel like
2: maybe we should, we should just join, join that one.
3: <laughs> oh, you think they'd let us?
2: I don't
0: know.
3: I army crawl across the deck and <laughs> pop up inside their <laughs> huddle.
0: <laughs> All three of them stop talking and look down at you. Shiloh's like, oh, hi, welcome.
3: Hi, thank you. Glad to be here. <laughs> she said welcome. It's okay, guys. Come on. Oh, all right. Um,
0: Yeah, the three of them sort of look up um, and do that thing where people kind of like scooch out so that a circle can be a little bit bigger. We walk over and I
2: put my arms like this to make sure that the circle cannot be broken by any unwelcome visitors. Great. So now I realized that only you guys can see that, but everyone else can just imagine something that I'm doing. (laughs) She
0: put her arms out. Hannah, (laughs) that's your imagination. I said, imagine. (laughs) um you guys are now six people sitting in like a little circle on the deck um now sort of like looks at you guys and is like okay first off thanks again i really can't thank you enough no problem second off what the fuck just happened
3: uh, so it turns out the adventurer has foolish pretensions to divinity, uh, yeah. and I think we were all just sort of a charade and a means to an end for her to gather power, uh, and she decided to drop the charade.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's about what we were figuring, too. Should have fucking known.
3: Oh, and Ben was a snail. It was great. <laughs> there was a lot of $4 <laughs> words there, Finn. What's a dollar?
1: Uh, you know... Uh, I'm familiar
3: with gold and silver pieces. No,
1: uh, you know, it can't, it's like, it's not like an urchin. The value is meaningless, you. It's not like a sea urchin, but it's like if a sea urchin was, was <laughs>
3: squished in... Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, I know what you mean, sand dollar, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, I've never seen four sand dollars all at once. Uh,
1: exactly. Rare, valuable, <laughs> just like those
0: words. Well, <laughs> Shiloh's like, yeah, so four dollar words to say what I think we all have sort of figured out at this point. Um,
3: Okay, you asked.
0: We um, (laughs) Nell runs their hands over their face and is like, okay, do you guys know what that device was that the adventurer was so intent on getting? Um, Malachi sort of like presses his hand to his like
2: cauterized wound. Yeah. I sort of hoped that you might.
3: It seemed like maybe it was supposed to find something yeah i'm thinking it was
1: some sort of like godly positioning device like a
3: if only there was a shorter way to say that
1: uh, (laughs) yeah guess we'll never know a system even
3: ah well
0: um yeah so i i am not entirely clear on what it is either but my father was talking about it and assuming that i was going to either Managed to escape or be rescued or I mean hoping I was going to either escape or be rescued I was trying to get him to talk about it as much as I could because he seemed like he was pretty proud of whatever the hell it was Um, the best that I can figure is that yeah you're right Reagan. it's some sort of like device for finding sources of power and sources of magic so it can be sort of like programmed or um, otherwise used to locate a specific source of power or a specific being or a specific I don't know even things that are pretty well hidden was the from what my father was saying is the impression that I got
2: yeah he had my he had my holy symbol in that your holy symbol
0: yeah
1: yeah so godly godly positioning service here's to Trying because your your whole thing, right, is that like your god? Nobody can find them, and like they've been like expunged and redacted, much like my public records. No one can even talk about who it is. I right. Guess. So that seems like pretty well hidden. So that seems like something you would use a device that's good at finding no, things just... that are hidden to find. Why Reagan's right, baby. No, I, I, so I agree <laughs> that
2: it's used to locate things. I'm just not sure why he wants to locate. Hey, I'm, I'm never
1: right. So I'm just, I'm just milking this.
0: <laughs> and yeah. there was a compass on it. No, kind of shakes their head and is like, yeah, I don't entirely know either. It's not really in line with my father's usual interests. But he... Also, is it like, is it literal? Like... There's a compass. Does he
2: think that he was gonna find a god just, like, sitting in the Western Sea? Like,
0: uh,
1: Well, to that point, wasn't wasn't it... It, it wasn't even him. It, like, the, the adventurer, like, commissioned that. Well, he didn't seem to know she wanted it.
3: Well, I got the impression more that the adventurer manipulated him into making it without realizing yeah. he was doing it for her.
2: He did not seem to intend it to fall into her possession.
1: Uh, so it wasn't, like, a furry porn situation. No, I don't know what you just said, but i no. <laughs> <laughs> I think you do.
0: Not canon to the. <laughs> Not part of the world building. <laughs> um, Shiloh nods and she's like, yeah, I think that is probably what happened or something. Because that's what you were trying to tell me with the whole third step thing, right? She says to Nell and Nell nods and is like, I maybe could have been a little bit less cryptic, but in my defense, it was a stressful situation. It was a stressful situation, okay? I was coming up with the best thing I could. Essentially, Alden and I, on my father's ship, we found some notes and things that were indicative of... um, I don't know. It just made some things click for me. Um, And before we could explain that or unpack that in any way, we got captured, and I was hoping that you'd put the pieces together. And Chilo's like, yeah, put the pieces together. Maybe a little bit too late, but (laughs) we're here now. I still have
1: not fully put the pieces together.
0: Essentially, (laughs) what I found was indicating that the adventurer had been feeding my father information in order to help him with the construction of the specific creation of this device, which is something that my father was doing on his own. Like, he he was already... Building this. Um, and the adventurer somehow got wind of this and wanted to encourage him to create this ed- device so that she could then steal it. Um, and so she was basically feeding him information.
1: Okay, okay. So the third step refers to, like, look into the most obvious, like, but hidden in plain sight thing, and the yeah. thing that was hidden in plain sight was that it was an inside job. All right, I'm with exactly. you now. All right. And
0: also, when Alden and I first escaped from my father and when we first met the adventurer, I didn't... I, I didn't just trust this random woman who claimed to be leading a revolution right off the bat, um, and then... I was like... Yeah, everyone defended her pretty strongly. Yeah, because then she was pretty persuasive and seemed to be someone who could be trusted. Um, Yeah. And clearly that was a miscalculation. Usually is. Yeah. So, third step, the thing that you think is the obvious answer, and it's then you move past it, and turns out you should have looked a little closer the first time.
1: It's all coming together. Regan's Riggin, yeah. drunk, I'm so sorry. I don't know when that happened. <laughs> Within the past half hour to hour. Yeah.
0: During the past half hour, you briefly went downstairs to like help adjust one of the cannons or something and found the wine. Adjust the cannons.
1: Adjusting the
0: tannins And other things
1: people do on ships.
0: Exactly. We all know that I know how ships work.
3: Is that what the kids are calling it these days?
1: (laughs) Uh, Excuse me, I just gotta go adjust my cannon real quick. My cannon's dressing left today.
0: (laughs) Um, Alden speaks up. He's been kind of mostly quiet through this, and he speaks up and he goes, okay, so what are we going to do? Because we can't go back to headquarters, or at least we shouldn't. We... Are going to be left with whatever resources the people there can grab, but no home base, no leader, no way of actually fighting back against Lithios at this point. Very few contacts. Like, not to sound, like, pessimistic, but what do we do? It's...
1: (sighs) I pass Alden the bottle.
0: He takes it and takes like a big drink. Um,
3: uh, I'm I'm worried about Gillsbury. They fired on the village, and I'm worried that something worse might be coming.
0: Yeah. Um, I'm actually going to ask all three of you to give me an intelligence insight check, which basically just means make an intelligence check, and then if you're proficient in insight, you can also add your proficiency bonus. If you're not proficient in insight, just straight intelligence. Malachi, you're making this with advantage.
2: Wow.
1: 15. 10.
2: (laughs) I rolled a 13 and a 14 for my advantage. (laughs) Um, So... Yeah, so 17 then is the total.
0: Okay. So Malachi and Finn, you guys both kind of, Reagan, you're you're just like, yeah, that seems bad. Um, don't really know what else to do with this.
1: So true, bestie.
0: <laughs> Finn kind of drawing on your just sort of like, Logic about the world around you, um, and Malachi, you were a soldier for a while. You kind of know a bit about how these things work. Um, it sounds like the fact that they left probably seems to indicate that Gillsbury is not in active danger right now. It yeah. sounds like what happened, especially because you guys knew that those ships were Retfall's ships, and Retfall kind of has bigger problems right now his whole facility (laughs) got destroyed he's probably you can sort of make the assumption that uh lithios his bosses are probably not going to be too happy with him (laughs) and essentially firing on gillsbury rather than targeting people they targeted the boats and the buildings so gillsbury is in trouble in the sense that they're already kind of fucked fishing industry that was already having problems before anything happened. um,
3: Oh, well, I have mixed feelings about this. Is
0: now going to be completely (laughs) trashed. Um, the, The economy of Gillsbury is fucked, but they are probably, if they were in active danger of more like military action right now, there probably would still be boats there. And the cannons probably would have fired at people and houses rather than at the boats. So it's definitely retaliation. Yeah. And you don't know what'll happen, like, if you go there, but, yeah. I think, Gillsbury, I don't think we can go
2: there now, Finn. I think that the attack was a warning shot of sorts, a disabling, you know, designed to shut it down, but...
3: Yeah, I've I've thought about it a lot um, over the past few seconds, and I've (laughs) realized that I think you're right. It's probably, it's probably just more of a parting shot but oh man boy the economy's in shambles i don't know how i feel about that because i'm not a big fan of the sort of basis of the economy in gillsbury but also people gotta survive Mm. that's
1: how men in baleen survive i mean you gotta sometimes you gotta do bad things for good money
3: Hmm. i don't think i'm gonna take moral (laughs) advice from reagan
1: this just in ship of fools
2: Morally condemns fishing.
3: <laughs> Wait, yeah, Reagan, do you I thought only I thought fishing was a bad thing. This is great. Am I getting through to you? Oh no,
1: not I'm sorry. I'm just talking about, you know, my criminal past. Okay. Do you
3: think Min and Baileen have a criminal past?
1: Now that's a good question. Actually I guess
3: Baileen kinda does, doesn't she now? <laughs> yeah,
1: Baileen is like just as bad as I am at this point. You bite your tongue!
2: I mean legally, she does have a rap sheet.
1: Hey, I was never almost executed. I mean, come on. Really? That's <laughs> shocking. I, thank you. I, no, thank you. Yes, thank
2: hmm.
1: Speaking of executions, I look
2: to, I guess the AAA people.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: How would Ben have been able to set off an explosion in the square in Dermator? Uh.
0: Shiloh sort of like taps her chin. And she's like, yeah, I had the same thought, um, especially when there's a, I mean, the square got exploded and then we proceeded to immediately blow up another Lithiosian building. The idea that those are connected feel, I was having the same
2: thought. Certainly didn't demonstrate any care for Lithiosian civilians.
0: Yeah, Lives of the Empire, so as it were. And the worrying part about it is I don't know how Ben would have been able to do that if he was actually a prisoner of Lithios.
3: Do we know where the adventurer was that day? Could she have been there? Or or did she, like, never leave the island until this week? I don't know about
0: that day, but she sent us
2: to the city. Didn't she?
0: Yeah, um... You you guys weren't with Ben at the moment of the explosion. You sort of caught up with him in the flower shop afterward, so you kind of didn't get his initial reaction. Um Shiloh says, "I was uh, I was at HQ. As far as I know, the adventurer didn't leave, but she is known to spend hours in her workshop or in her office." Uh now that we know that she possesses magical capabilities that we didn't think she possessed, I You didn't know she could do. I didn't know she had wings. None of us. Oh, we well, didn't. Yeah. None of us knew okay. she had wings. So. Do you know about her sword? I no. Not that it was. Uh, could knock you out in one hit like that.
1: Some people have wings that you're not expecting.
3: <laughs> I miss Nurgle.
0: Yours are made of flesh and
2: flesh and bone, though. Hers were something unnatural. Yeah. Oh, so... sorry, Reagan. I didn't mean to out your wings.
3: <laughs> <laughs> How dare you?
1: Yeah, on the, I saw.
3: Yeah, we've all seen the wings.
1: <laughs> your wings were—they were great. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Speaking of my wings, yes. Hard pivot here because this is just bothering me. <laughs> now, buddy, what the fuck's the deal with your mum? Oh, um, yeah. Because for a second there, I did think your mum was my mum. So. <laughs> I don't think she was. I maybe was sibling. I don't know. I'm not gonna think about it too hard. But been there.
0: I think probably you'd have recognized her. But um, yeah. No, my mother um is a sorcerer. Um, very powerful one. Um, she didn't have the best control of her magic.
1: Um, Nothing you're saying has proven to me that we do not have the same mother.
2: <laughs> you weren't an infant. You had seen her before,
0: right? Well, oh, yeah,
1: but bold of you to assume I'd recognize my own mother. I mean, I don't know. Uh,
0: I mean. Weren't you like 11?
1: We didn't hang out a lot.
3: <laughs> Reagan, Reagan, tell me right now which one is Nell and which one is Alden.
1: <laughs> Nell is the human one?
3: Oh. This is, yeah. Ah, that's on me. That was too easy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, Anyway, she, she didn't have the best control of her magic. In fact, she really didn't have any control of her magic. Um, and my father was trying to work on a way to get the magic out of her. And she was... Um... Did she even want that? <sighs> I was very young. I don't entirely know... I thought she did from the, from what I remember, they were working together on it, but this all, like I said, I was a kid, um, when I was like eight or 10, maybe, um, before my father could figure out how to actually remove the magic, um, she... It began to overwhelm her, and in order to stop her from exploding, um, my father put her in some sort of magical stasis, and she's been like that for the past 15 years or however long it's Mm. been. So, and now that he knows how to take magic out of people, um, he... That's what
2: started it all, though, your mother? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: I think he can't do it to her because her magic is too powerful and unstable and that she would kind of die before he could complete the procedure. At least that's what I was told. Um, but supposedly the more he does it, the more he's refining his processes or something. Um, so that's the, that was the spark of his interest. As far as I understand it. Um, obviously he's gone beyond that. Now I, I, His, he barely spoke about my mother or seemed to, I think, like I said, his, his focus sort of shifted and became about using the power he gained from other people to further his own power and create new arcane devices and techniques more and more, um, but I I'm confident that he somehow that he either had already gotten her off the island by the time he came down to get me or that that's where he teleported to when he left, but he wouldn't have left her there to explode when the tower did. She'll still be around somewhere.
1: I take the bottle back from Alden. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, uh, just I want you to, like, break this or anything. (laughs) Well, I guess, nah, he's the one who doesn't have anger issues about it. Huh. I don't know. You're very well adjusted.
0: I like that about you. Maybe not anger issues. I definitely have (laughs) anger.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Nell, do you have
0: siblings? Other than me? No.
1: Mm.
0: Other than, probably not you. I feel like the timeline doesn't line up.
1: I'm gonna choose to believe it.
0: Maybe we're cousins or something.
2: No, I'm already cousins with Shiloh. Well, you know what they say about cousins around here?
1: Malachi and What do say about cousins
2: what? around here? Please, it was a running <laughs> bit that everyone's cousins <laughs> on the Motion. Ocean.
0: Ah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Malachi's the only one with a memory for bits. <laughs> anyway, so that's the deal with my mother. Not relevant at the moment but sucks well now you know god i guess you know
2: now that we're out of there the two of you you're all right i mean <laughs> physically speaking
0: they sort of like look at each other and uh all the nods he's like yeah um i'm good maybe not in the best fighting shape of my life yeah sorry um, i
2: mean i've only got so much healing per day i didn't i did what i could yeah no um <laughs> But, I mean, even after this...
3: I have mixed berries, but you're really rolling the dice.
2: You d- you don't want them.
0: <laughs> Literally rolling the dice. Um, maybe a couple days to sort of work it out. Um, Recover. But I'll be okay. No permanent damage was done. I think you're still in great shape. Thank you. He takes the bottle back from you again. <laughs> um, and Nell nods, and they're like, yeah, I'm... Also fine. I was Yeah, I'm fine. Um glad that we're out. Second question. What's the deal with Ben?
1: I never liked that guy anyways.
3: He still owes me a song. I'll
1: say
2: it. He, I mean, from the start, he seemed awfully forgiving of the
0: adventurers. Well, everything. Yeah. Shadow's like, frankly, I don't really know what the deal is with Ben. He was part of AAA years Wait. ago.
2: Nera, Nira and Amelia—they joined with him. Yeah, the two of them would know a
0: lot more than we would.
1: Well, I'm mad at Nira right now, so I don't want to talk to her. We're all mad at Nira, Reagan. Yeah.
2: <sighs> but she did help us get out of there.
0: Yeah, I don't really. I don't. I didn't know. None of us knew him that well and then he was presumed dead. So he was there before
2: you, right? Mhm. Yeah, I mean I didn't I mean you probably know by now how I am. I it's not that I necessarily ever really trusted most of AAA A inherently, but uh Yeah. I don't know.
3: Well I didn't. I'm pissed. <laughs> mm.
0: <sighs> okay. So The plus side here, to look on the bright side for a moment, is that the adventurer left. um, Retval left. They both seem to be probably concerned with things other than us. So
2: did any of you see which direction her ship even sailed in?
3: Oh, I've got a guy on that. (laughs) Generally, none of you have even asked where Nurgle is. (laughs) So I will tell you, I sent him to follow the adventurer's airship.
0: Oh, smart. Good thinking. Uh I'll
3: I'll resummon him in a little bit and he'll report back.
0: Smart. Um, Malachi, you actually, as the one who was standing on the deck of Amelia's ship, as opposed to everybody else who was in the water or on a flying carpet, um, had the best vantage point to see. Basically, it was difficult to get a specific direction because the ship was, the airship was lost in the clouds pretty quickly, Um, but generally she appeared to be going due east, which Mm. is like similar to the direction that you guys then went, um, kind of in the sea of storms, (laughs) but you certainly have not seen any sign of the airship since. She's going for the eye. Yeah, I wonder.
3: But she's tracking something. If he
2: was using the device to track down my, whoever she is,
1: maybe she's in the eye.
2: But but they don't have my holy symbol anymore. I wonder, what did the adventurer want it for?
3: And if the adventurer just wanted to go to the eye, like everyone knows where that is, she wouldn't need a tracker for it.
2: Yeah, and and she's she knew how to find the cubes without that so I don't know. Ooh. Although I guess we were waiting on reports of cubes. She didn't really necessarily ever indicate that she knew how to find them before they came into existence. Ooh. Except for that one time in Gillsbury, they knew some something was...
3: Yeah, but that was from reading Lithios reports.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is Shiloh. I'm, I, it's hard to know without having seen the device that up close myself because, um, oh, we got charmed, by the way. That's how we ended up in a closet. Ben oh charmed us. I thought maybe it was just like a really nice closet.
3: Oh, oh, I, ju- I just thought you were real gullible.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> I mean, re- and it kind of felt like it in the aftermath, but n- there was definitely <laughs> some magical mind fuckery involved there. Yeah, what did he do? Just say, wow, this looks like a nice closet. Let's check it out. Essentially. Yeah. Whoa, why don't we go in this closet? And we did. Wow. So anyway
3: I make a mental note to myself that Alden and Shiloh have weak wisdom saves.
2: <laughs> Honestly. Maybe they just yeah. won that one, Zandy.
1: <laughs> Happens to the best <laughs> house. Oh.
0: Anyway, before that happened, I got to look at the device a little bit, although I hadn't really I didn't really get to inspect it or anything. It's possible that it's definitely built so that you're supposed to be able to put something that will lead you to whatever you're looking for in that little glass compartment where your holy symbol was. Um, the adventurer may have. I mean, you have your holy symbol. That's good. Um, and I don't know what else. Was there anything else of you guys's that was, like, taken? Well, everything. Yeah. But I mean. Down to me trousers.
3: <laughs> Reagan, your, your necklace.
2: But the only thing in the labs were Reagan's focus
1: and... Yeah, but I got back.
3: Yeah, but what if it can store the energy? Yeah.
0: yeah. If the device could... If it has a memory, basically? Yeah, if it could, like, if it runs readouts, which I don't know. I don't know if this is how it works, but if it, if it like, stores data or if it can make, like, a map or a printout or something like that.
3: Like some sort of compute. Meditation computing device?
2: But what would it be looking for for Regan, though? I mean, Regan's magic is in his... Regan's magic is in his blood.
1: Dragon Isles.
0: Dragon Tooth.
1: Hmm. Notoriously hard to find. Well, that's not good.
0: Yeah, that's really not good.
1: I will eat this device. I will gnash it with my teeth and throw
3: rocks at it and...
0: I don't know if gnashing it with your teeth is necessary. Make
3: sure you take it out of your mouth before you throw rocks at it. No.
0: (laughs) Redfall
2: was the one who had Regan's tooth off your chain, right? Yeah. Well, ideally, he maybe went for the hagstone instead. So he could be the one seeking out the dragon isles, but if if there is some sort of memory, she could have the information as well.
1: Ideally, he would have put in a stone. But they do
2: move, so if he had a readout from one point, he might not know the locations anymore. Yeah,
3: but it could store the signature in the machine, potentially, and then be able to track when it moved.
2: Yeah. Is it in danger from one of them, or for both, if that's what they're after?
3: I would think both. I would like
1: to see her try and take on the Dragon Isles, i also tell you that.
3: Really? I wouldn't. I'd <laughs> rather that just didn't come to pass at all.
2: Yeah, I mean... We did sort of beat their hardest test at level whatever we were.
3: Oh god, that's true. Does that thing scale?
2: That's not to say that Stella isn't a powerful... Well,
1: that was definitely like a recreational activity, not like a... Uh, they were like, ha yeah, do the fun thing. huh? Reagan, that yeah. wasn't just for fun.
3: <laughs> I, I thought it was pretty fun. I had a good time.
1: That's good. That's
2: because it was character development. But uh <laughs> I mean that definitely isn't their war
1: games. I'll tell
2: you that. Well, yeah, but I mean that it, it's just a city. I mean,
1: full of literal actual dragons
3: which are No.
2: Yeah. Full of descendants of dragons like you and Gersh.
3: Also a shark person. And
2: also a few
1: literal actual ones. Remember we played volleyball with one?
2: Yeah, and we won. <laughs> Listen, I'm just saying Their main defense appears, I mean, Stella herself said that their primary defenses are the fact that they're unfindable, and if they're no longer unfindable, I'm not saying they're fucked, but it's not good. My money's on the dragons.
3: I look directly upwards and say, Stella, if you're scrying on this right now, um, then actually, I guess you-
2: Finn, you have to take off your anti-scrying necklace.
3: Hmm. Not going to do that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so basically there's a lot of sources of power that potentially we don't understand how this device works well enough to know how useful it's going to be. My guess would be the adventurer wouldn't have taken it if she didn't have some way to use it. So it probably... Shiloh's like, yeah, probably it either can store the data that it's already collected or she has other things already that she's looking for that she's intending to put in that little box and get the readout for, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we should do something about that, ideally. Yeah. So true. Um, <laughs> That's what I've got. <laughs> agreed. I pass the
1: bottle to Shiloh.
2: <laughs> she takes it. <laughs> Maybe we should keep our heads clear for this. <laughs> Yeah. I can't figure out what her priority is. She made that threat against the Empire very clear. Because she wants to be the
1: Emperor. Do we
2: have an Emperor? Yes. Yes, Reagan. I thought we had a king. We've got a king. I mean, he's one in the same. Uh,
1: potato, potato. Yeah. I mean, one of those sounds more impressive on a resume, but okay. <laughs> I don't know.
3: It's really awkward to explain the gap where you were deposed, though. <laughs>
2: And, I mean, obviously she's insane, but just even yeah. the the thought that she thinks that we could be on the same side again makes it feel like it's not just empty threats against, you know, the present fleet.
0: Yeah. I think you're right, Malachi. I mean, this was why we... The adventurer's desire to see Lithios destroyed or at least stopped, I don't... And I mean, I don't know, everything feels... I'm having a hard time trusting any sort of judgment right now, but... It doesn't feel like it's coming from a
2: place of liberation. It feels more like a... A a false god sort of situation. You shouldn't be
0: bowing down to anything but me. But I do think she meant it. I, I would guess that she's going to use this device to go and try and gather more power for herself so that she can ascend to godhood and then take on the empire all by herself and then do whatever the hell she wants to do after that. Redfall is probably seeking some of those same power sources just for a different reason. And then the high priestess is wrapped up in this somehow. I'm still not sure how she fits in, but she was definitely working with my father. Oh wow
3: yeah, I forgot about her. She sucks. Yeah. I
2: completely
1: forgot that she was
0: Yeah. Oh, I remembered that bitch. (laughs) I mean that
2: woman. (sighs) Yeah. So she's she's wrapped up in this somehow. Um she's been in my head she's been I don't know what her ends
1: is, but she's seeking out I kind of assumed we killed her. What? I don't know.
0: But what were what were you saying, Malachi? She's seeking out.
2: Well, she's seeking out the source of my power, for one. Certainly the cubes as well.
3: She seemed awful curious about my dad, too.
2: Essentially, the same, the same thing. The rest seem to be looking for is just
1: sources mm. of power.
3: Funny how that dovetails. Okay. Okay. So-
1: here's here's the, here's the deal. All right. Here's my plan. We figure out a way to play those three off each other. And they create a toxic love triangle that devolves into <laughs> hatred. I, and we are halfway there. <laughs> and they end up destroying themselves. And we don't have to do anything about it.
2: You know, I never told you guys what happened up in that, uh, in that tower room, but uh, there's, some, there's something going on. Horrible. Alden's like, yeah, no, I'm with you. The, the tension was suffocating. That's why I got out of there.
0: I'm with you about most of that. The love triangle aspect maybe seems superfluous. I hate it when a man and woman are in a love-hate relationship. (laughs) But there might be, I mean, there might be something like that.
3: Or we could just find the sources to power first. And
1: do what with the to godhood ourselves? I mean, I wouldn't hate that, but... Yeah, I (laughs) wouldn't
3: mind. (laughs) I wouldn't be, like, anti-doing that.
1: I'm very strongly anti-doing that.
3: I feel like that's sort of in my future anyways. (laughs) I could be god. I'd be a great god. This is... Oh, hmm. my
1: God.
2: Okay, <laughs> now
3: I'm having second thoughts about the plan as a whole. This might just be a thing I do in, like, an epilogue.
1: My great 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 great
2: great grandma was a god. Nobody's ascending to godhood here. Damn it. Thank you, Malachi.
3: Finn pouts.
2: <laughs> we all saw how that went for everyone who's tried it in the past. Or have you already forgotten your beautiful montage in
1: Stella's cave, Reagan? <laughs> I thought... The moral of that was that people who are descended from her can like become gods, and it's cool and good. It was the moral that I got what? from that, <laughs> and it was the other dude who was the problem. You weren't even drunk that night.
2: What?
3: <laughs> I'm just saying I don't think we should put me becoming a god completely off the table. And some of you, I think it would also work for. I agree.
2: Listen, this is this is all besides the point. I think currently we are at the at the point in the. F- uh... Campaign.
1: Narrative.
3: Ocean.
2: <laughs> Plot. <laughs> Malachi didn't go to bench school. He doesn't know about all these things.
3: Finn quickly consults his copy of The Hero with a Thousand Faces to see what they should do next.
2: Malachi opens up the seven basic plots. Yeah, would you say we're in the belly of the whale here? or <laughs> Um, I think we can all agree at this moment in time that, uh falsely striving for godhood bad
3: um yeah yeah falsely
2: yeah <laughs> yeah that would include
1: all of us i uh, disagree but that's okay <laughs> reagan yes
3: i disagree but i think i also disagree with reagan all right
1: so. <laughs> <laughs> i take the bottle back
0: from shiloh
2: <laughs> i take the bottle away from reagan
0: <laughs> it's almost empty at this point between the three of them and
2: i throw it over the side of the ship you
3: throw malachi Leave no trace!
0: Littering? It's glass.
2: It'll show up prettier somewhere else. Oh, that's true. Wow, really makes you think. (laughs) There was still some left in there. Maybe your dad needs a drink after hearing you talk about ascending.
3: I send a quick telepath down into the ocean. Drink up, lads!
0: Whoa. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Um, okay, so... I feel like we're going in circles. Are we physically going in circles, Amelia?
0: (laughs) Um, Amelia, like, looks down.
3: We've slowly been rotating this huddle the entire time.
0: (laughs) Malachi had to, like, hurry up
2: the shuffling along to throw the bottle. (laughs)
0: Um, Amelia looks down at the six of you and is like, we are free of the immediate threat. I was going to turn the course north and westward to head in the general direction of the Archaeological Artificers Association headquarters. Is that our first step?
2: I look at Shiloh, I guess. I mean, do you think that's wise? She won't be returning there now, will she?
0: No, she won't. The bigger danger is that if Lithios is sending someone to Mm. deal with HQ, which frankly, I bet they are.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't want to go back there right now.
0: But if we can go in that general direction to rendezvous with, we need a home base. We need somewhere where where the people who got, who are currently getting away from HQ can rest, where we can sort of regroup. And then I think that having some people, probably, you know, the three of you, if you're up to it. <sighs> going to try and get to those sources of power before the adventurer and Dr. Retval and whoever else
2: is looking for it. All comes full square, I guess. Right back to cubes. Wow. Um, Hannah, can I make like a history check or something? Like if I would know like a good place to make this home base or something, I guess?
0: yeah yeah um in fact all three of you can give me um i will say you can either kind of try and intelligence it and go history or if you want to just roll insight and try and oh yeah that's that's
1: better (laughs) try and use our brains
0: try and use your brains or your heart
1: uh dirty 20 for my heart and my brain
2: with insight that's gonna be a 23
0: wow uh
3: that's a nat one
0: (laughs) wow there it is (laughs) okay (laughs) okay
3: So Finn, you- I know a place underwater. <laughs> <laughs> no,
2: men will be like, I know a place and then take you to the bottom of the ocean.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, Finn, you the best that you could think of is uh, the lurker's <laughs> domain, um, which will not work for the people who need to breathe air. Um, <sighs> Reagan and Malachi though, you guys can kind of think through that you have a few options. Um, for one thing, Reagan had brought up trying to get into Erebraer. That's not a bad idea. The, the dangers of that is that the Lithiosian military presence up there is heavy. But if you can get past, you're probably going to have, assuming that you can get Amelia to go with you, and then you'll probably have Matt Black and then maybe one other ship from HQ. Three ships kind of slipping. Oh my god, a ship for each of us. And... Three ships sort of slipping past the navy, um, especially with kind of your magical prowess and Malachi's knowledge of military tactics, isn't impossible.
1: And my knowledge of the rocky coastlines.
0: That's true. Yeah. Reagan's knowledge of Erebraer and Reagan's knowledge of slipping past other ships um, because you're doing something shady.
2: I'm pining for the fjords. And also, we, we really only need to slip two ships past if there's another ship because Matt Black is Matt Black it's true
0: yeah um so you that that would be a possible course of action if you can get into Brear, there are like first of all there are the people that the adventurer knew which that then becomes a gamble of do you trust anyone that worked with the adventurer nah. or there is just straight up going to people that shiloh knows from her past or even people that reagan knows i don't want to endanger her family though
1: but we can endanger my family. Okay. You
0: don't you said they don't exist anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but the the other benefit is that if you can get up there even if you're just on some random island somewhere, you're behind Erebraer's defenses. So that's right.
2: legit. However, on the other hand, Erebraer is the current target of a math, massive Lithosian yes. military campaign. So even if we slip past the current ships, they could fall under attack. Exactly.
0: Um, alternatively, you could go south um, and basically could book it through the sea of storms and to the lightless sea and to the kind of like pirate hangouts (laughs) this would probably be easiest to do if you're willing to keep working with nira but also amelia was like a little bit more on the shady side of things Mm -hmm. and there's just people aren't going to ask questions down there reagan you kind of know about like angel isle and there's a few other like pirate hideouts where basically you would probably be able to just have a group of people be relatively safe for the time being got
1: a tattoo done there
0: The risk then, of course, is that you're dealing with pirates and also that it doesn't have the sort of, like... And it went so well for us last time. (laughs) Exactly. It doesn't have the sort of, like, protections that Erebrer has and you don't really have as many allies down there. But it's also not as big of a target. Exactly. There's risks and trade-offs on both sides. I think those two stand out to you as probably the best options. Um, There would be other kind of riskier things like just straight up trying to go back to gillsbury or trying to like go to um somewhere like the bluefin tropical resort where you kind of like (laughs) know that you have people but there's a kind of my grandpa knows about that place (laughs) yeah um those would also be legitimate moves to make but i think the kind of either trying to get up to Erebrer or trying to kind of hide in the shadier parts of the sea are the kind of two best options that you can come up with.
1: My vote is for Erebrer not only because it's my idea and I want to have had a good idea but also because to quote a very wise philosopher the closer we are to danger the further we are from harm.
0: Sorry, I've thought of a third one. Um, God damn it. (laughs) um, The other thing would be, if you can find the dragon isles, Mm. again, they might be a target, um, but that's another, like, allies that you have and an island that theoretically would be perfect for this. Um, You don't, unfortunately, don't really have a way to find them. Stella sort of cryptically said that they'd find you.
1: So... And also, that's an awful lot of non-dragon folk to... Yeah. Anyways, I stand by my philosophical... Decision.
2: Hey, who's that philosopher, Reagan?
1: Uh, he was a man named, uh, named Peregrine Took. Wow. Yay. Yeah. I've never heard of him.
3: Wow, Malachi, you've never read Lord of the Rings? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what, is that like an academic
2: text or something?
3: Yeah, we studied okay. in bench school.
2: <laughs> wow, okay. Yeah, we, we get it. Malachi didn't go to bench school. The adventurer said before that each of you knew pieces of her secrets so that no one knew too much. I don't suppose you know anything that might say more about where she's...
0: Huh. Good thought. I'm going to have each of them make an insight check.
2: Can we get Nira and Amelia in on this too? Can I wave them over? <laughs> um. Well,
0: at least Amelia I'm going to wave over. Yeah, you kind of like start to wave them over. Um, Nira just sort of like lifts a hand and doesn't come over yeah i wasn't waving she to you sort of like stays where she is like at the front of the ship she gives you a shrug um amelia will sort of like walk over though and you kind of ask her the same question okay um Nell and amelia kind of look at each other and both shrug Nell's like i know a lot of things that are probably useful um hopefully useful i don't know where the adventure is going right now Uh, Although, okay, here's, here's what I will say, and this might not be relevant right now, but when you guys rescued Ben at the Cathedral Square, Shy, you were just telling me he was up there with the other prisoners, I'm assuming the prisoners were bound, who was the one who cut Ben free? I mean, could you tell? Was he actually bound? Oh, was
2: it Nurgle? Was Ben... No,
0: who was that... No, Nurgle got Baleen
2: free.
3: I don't remember.
2: Well, if Ben's hands weren't bound and none of us did, it, that means whoever did untie him must have known that.
3: How dare you besmirch (laughs) Nurgle's
2: name? I'm not talking about Nurgle. It wasn't... I I really don't think it was Nurgle. I think it was... He doesn't understand knots. I thought it was like Quarian or someone, but I'm not
0: sure. After kind of a moment of thinking, Shiloh goes, Hang on, I... It was me Ah. there was a a lot of chaos everything was happening but i i was the one who got there and got him free and Nell kind of looks at her and is like well did he actually need it and shiloh kind (laughs) of rubs her forehead and closes her eyes and thinks about it um and i'm rolling for her now and i'll also tell you that i rolled for her at the time as well and (sighs) After a second, her shoulders kind of slump a little bit more than they already are. Um, And she's like, fuck, I, there were gulls all over the fucking place. I was just trying to keep everyone safe and make sure everyone got out there. I, there were ropes. I had my blade out. I cut them. I wasn't, I didn't notice how tight they actually were. I don't, if, if I'd have noticed something, I'd have said something, but I I can't be sure that there isn't something I didn't notice. And Nell goes, so that could mean that he wasn't actually a prisoner, that he set or triggered the explosion somehow and was just up there so he'd be in the right place at the right time. And Shiloh goes, fuck, and that means that the adventurer has a lot more contacts in Dermator than we thought.
3: Hmm.
2: Because Rosalia certainly didn't seem surprised to see five prisoners up there. Yeah. So but she was surprised by the explosion.
3: Right, I don't think she's working with Rosalía, but
2: Well, no, but then why why wasn't
0: Rosalía like, who's this dude? <laughs> I, I don't know.
3: Well, he was probably really in prison, but the adventurer just arranged to spring him. Mm.
0: Yeah. Oh, I, I see, don't know, I like see. one okay. of one of the guards could have made it or something like that. But all that to say, that makes me worried about mm getting any closer to Lithios than we have to until we know what's going on. I mean,
2: yeah, I I don't trust anyone in that entire empire. Right.
0: Alden goes, this... my instinct is that she is probably headed, and we can confirm with your friend Finn when he comes back, but The most powerful magic, especially raw magic in the Lunluma Ocean, is to the east. It's in the Aberrant Sea. And I know that I've heard the adventurer talk about that before and discuss that before and research that before. So if, if that's what she's looking for, and I don't know if she would make any stops along the way. I don't know what is up with the interest that people seem to have in your holy symbol, Malachi, or, reagan you mentioned the emerald Fuck, eye. dude, I don't know. But, but eventually, and frankly, it wouldn't surprise, she seems like she's doing her plan now, she's enacting it, she's gonna just keep going east. Yeah.
1: Well, wow. Manifest destiny. God.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I never trusted her, but I really was ready to believe that Ben seemed so relieved to see her again. And she did too.
3: Oh yeah, I think they genuinely like each other.
2: Well, yeah, but I mean, I guess...
3: Just, that doesn't mean they're not evil.
2: No, I'm, I mean, I guess she's a better actor than I thought if she was able to act so surprised that Ben was alive or there or whatever, but...
3: Well, she always knew Ben was alive.
2: He certainly never seemed that concerned about her seeming disregard for his life so maybe he knew the whole time that he was never in any trouble <laughs> anyways
3: to the point at hand um i th- i'm sure that we could like sneak past the naval blockade in arabare and maybe set up a base but we're gonna be bringing a lot of non-combatants with us and i don't know if they could
2: yeah i don't think going to an ensieged nation in the north is i don't think it's going to go well I mean, we have to get past the Lithiosian blockade, who's already on the lookout for anti-Empire attacks. And they know that their base, where they were making weapons, was destroyed. So I can't imagine that security around everywhere is going to be light. And even if it were,
1: I, we can't be putting people into that situation right now. Yeah. Yeah, so... I'm gonna hard pivot from what I said earlier which was that like we should totally go to Air Bear for a bunch of very valid reasons uh, and this hard pivot has nothing mm. to do with an off-air conversation uh, <laughs> and I personally think it'd be a great idea if we got as far away from everything as possible and we just we just laid low for a, a while in a place that nobody ever wants to look too hard at which would be Angel Isle
0: oh boy
3: yeah
1: that was really smooth Reagan. thank you <laughs> I
0: yeah, Nera and Amelia. Yeah, you sort of, like, look up. Amelia is, like, the the rest of you are sort of, like, sitting down in this huddle. Amelia has just been standing <laughs> over you, her, like, towering war-forged frame. Like the Colossus of Rhodes. Yeah, um, she sort of, like, looks down at you and she says, Yes, lots of people can hide in Angel Isle. It would be easy to go unnoticed. Um... She sort of like looks over at Nira and kind of everyone sort of looks over at Nira, who is still just sort of like standing at the front of the ship, um, looking out over the ocean at this point. She's sort of turned and is like watching the waves and she sort of like glances back as you're all looking at her and is like, what?
3: Do you still have pirate clout?
0: (sighs) Uh, Probably. I got mutinied, um, but I have other friends. But, boy, getting mutinied is really not good for the reputation, even a little bit. Guess you shouldn't have put yourself in that situation. Hey! I'm sorry that I wanted to try and save your life.
3: My mage hand (laughs) appears and does the little, like, thing on Nira's shoulder that you do when someone gets burned.
0: (laughs) She swats it away and turns and, and comes down the steps a bit toward you. I don't think there are any valid reasons to go to Erebraer, but
2: I am hesitant we... to walk into a den of pirates and backstabbers. So is there somewhere where we could go where innocent people could hide out without fear of
0: what you just did to us?
3: Maybe like a suburb of Angel Isle? I was going to say a church.
0: Frankly, um, there's a lot of pirate hideouts besides, you know... Angel Isle's the big one, but there's a lot of other little pirate hideouts. It's
1: more like an angel archipelago.
0: Also, people who are just generally, like, outcasts tend to gravitate down there. So there's, like, you know, cults of death gods and, um, you know, people with criminal pasts and just generally.
3: That's two out of the three of us.
0: It's not all wretched hives of scum and villainy like you're imagining.
1: Explain to me how people with criminal paths and cults of death gods fall outside of the realm <laughs> of scum and villainy.
0: Uh, well, I guess I don't know what exactly you're imagining. I mean, Regan, you know the area. You know that there'd be... Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, it's not like the entire place is just, like, fighting all the time. Like Most yeah. people aren't in each other's business unless you have reason to be.
0: She says, we need supplies and stuff, but we could sure... We could definitely find somewhere.
3: Alright. I turn, I look down at the ship, and I say, Alright, then set a course for Angel Isle
0: This isn't Matt Black, Finn. Oh
3: oh this this doesn't this doesn't do that?
0: Huh. Right. Too bad.
3: Oh you need to oh okay.
0: I, I need to go tell my crew and set the steering wheel.
3: Oh I'll oh. tell
0: Marco to tell the members of the Archaeological Artificers Association who are escaping to meet us. At a set of coordinates that are near here, they're in the opposite direction, so they'll need to come to us, and then we can go south.
2: Presumably anyone escaping there isn't in cahoots with the adventurer, right? Surely if they were true believers, she'd have brought them along for the power of belief, or whatever the hell she was going on about.
0: Nell goes, yeah, that would be my guess. Um, It's... uh, Impossible to know for sure.
2: Yeah, never trust anyone. Exactly. Words to live by. That's terrible words to live by. (laughs) Well, I've not been proven wrong so
0: far. (laughs) Um, You sort of break the huddle. Um, Amelia walks away to kind of like set the course. You see her talking to Marco and kind of watch as he like nods and then casts sending again with the kind of like further instructions. Um, Eventually he reports back and he's like, they're in the process of... Getting off the island, they'll meet us at those coordinates in probably a day or two.
1: In a day or two. You see Amelia
0: takes you to the the spot of the coordinates that she picked, which is basically just like a small, like, reef in the Sea of Storms where you can fairly safely drop anchor. Um... It starts to storm again as you're out there, um, as the, you know, Sea of Storms does what it is wont to do. I hate it here. And you guys have a bit of time to chill. You have, like, two days before the other ships are going to get to you, and then Angel Isle is pretty far south. It'll probably take you, like, five Five to seven days, depending on if you hit complications. Because Amelia charts a course through the Sea of Storms. And then Angel Isle itself is kind of at the very tip of the Lightless Sea. And so that kind of involves... this involves more sea encounter checks than when you guys are sailing through the safe waters of the Western Sea. Um, so sort of depending on how well the travel goes is kind of how long it's going to take. Um, but the first couple days, while you guys are, are dropped anchor in the Sea of Storms, is relatively safe. Um, so if there's any, like, things that you need to do or people that you want to talk to or, you know, any, any tasks that you have, um,
3: shoot. I want to have a little chat with Shiloh. Uh huh. I go to shot. Do, do we all have like rooms on this ship?
0: Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> the the. What do you
2: take We us are for? not on the pleasure
0: yacht anymore, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, Amelia's uh. ship is just like a a trade ship, a merchant ship. Um, so she's got room like beds in the like crew quarters where she kind of like sticks you all hammocks. Yeah.
3: Okay, then I, I I go to Shiloh wherever Shiloh happens to be at uh-huh. the moment.
0: Shiloh has sort of like taken over a like corner and has like set up doing various artificer stuff. Kind of what she can do with the tools that she has on her.
3: Uh, Shiloh, I have two favors to ask of you.
0: Oh boy. Okay.
3: Oh wow. Okay. All right. That's the energy you're you're greeting me
0: with. <laughs> Finn, <laughs> what are the
3: favors? Okay, so first, I dump out just a few handfuls of my random magic items on the table. <laughs> I'm like, can you tell me what any of these are? Huh. I grabbed them from Redfall's lab.
0: Yes. Give me, like, an hour or two to identify all this shit. She's kind of, like, pouring through it, and she's like, huh. And kind of, like, at first, she's like frowning at the sheer magnitude of it but then as she sort of starts to look through the stuff she gets her kind of like inventor's gleam in her eye and she's like oh huh yeah these are for sure magic um give me a bit to you know ritual cast identify a bunch of times um was there anything else in the meantime
3: yes and then also uh, i was wondering if you could make me something I have uh, an item. Oh, I, you already know about this. I don't know why I'm being coy. You know that band of loyalty that I showed you?
0: Oh, yeah. Uh-huh.
3: I want you to add another enchantment to it that will obscure the fact that it's a band of loyalty. Huh. So it'll look like a nice, good, enchanted item.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She's thinking, and she's like, I Bet I could do that. Tricky with the tools that I have. I'm not in my workshop, but Nera actually might have some. Can Nira know about this or is this like a secret from her?
3: Uh She can know about it. Okay. It's not for her.
0: So Nira and once the other artificers get here and they might have brought some of the tools. I, mean, I hope they brought some of the tools and stuff from HQ. So yeah yeah, 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 I can probably. What do you want it to look like a like different type of enchanted ring?
3: Yeah, and I want it to actually be a different type of enchanted (laughs) ring, just-
0: Oh, I see.
3: Also secretly a band of loyalty. So
0: it's like, it also kills you.
3: Right, exactly. It's helpful until it's super not-
0: Yeah, yeah, I bet I could- I mean, ring of protections aren't that hard to spoof. Okay. Yeah! Yeah. Why- Can I ask- Why? (laughs) Shiloh. Uh Uh-huh.
3: I sit down next to her. I don't know if she's sitting or not, but I'm tall enough yeah. that I can sit down next to her even if <laughs> <It's> she's <true. laughs> not. Um, Shiloh, uh-huh. sometimes it's just, it's just good to have some tricks up your sleeve. You know, sometimes someone wrongs you and you need a way to get back at them. But uh, you've just got too much lingering affection to, to do anything to them yourself. So you just want to plant a seed something that might come back to bite them days from now years from now it might never come up you'll never really know but you'll know that you at least did something
0: that feels like more intense to me than just stabbing them or slapping them
3: you know what they say the best revenge is living well for some time until all of a sudden you die unexpectedly and by you, I guess I guess you are in this scenario with the person being revenged upon, not uh-huh. the revenger.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you've done enough for me and my friends. I am certainly not going to not make a secret ring that kills people for you. So, sure. Nice. I'll get right on that.
3: I appreciate that about you. <laughs> and in terms of the enchantment, Ring of Protection, that sounds pretty good. Alternatively, if it could give resistance to cold damage, that'd be... That'd be a cool one. Or if it could, like, let you breathe underwater for an hour, uh-huh. that'd be fun. You know, because I, I have sort of, like, a theme, I'm sure you've noticed.
0: Oh, I see.
3: Uh, Would love it. Could yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Any, any sort of enchantment you can whip up that fits my whole vibe.
0: Yeah, there's a ring of warmth, which gives resistance to cold damage. That's pretty... Oh, there you go. I could, I could do something with that. That's pretty simple, too. It's a relatively simple item. Hmm.
3: Fantastic.
0: Um, she also takes some time and identifies the... Items that you kind of still had left over from Retfall's, you know, uh, workshop that you hadn't had a chance to figure out what they were yet. Um, you kind of come back after, after a couple hours and she has now has all of these items kind of like neatly sorted out in front of her. And she goes, okay, here's what we have. Um, she holds up a ring with kind of like, it's, it's a ring with like what looks like a sapphire set into it. And if you, like, look into the sapphire, you can kind of see, like, sparkles swirling around inside. She goes, ring of spell storing. Classic item. Um, Currently, it has a fly spell in it that I assume Dr. Retval cast. Um, So that's in there. And you can use the ring to cast it. And then also you can stick a spell of your own in there if you'd like. She then goes this. um, And she holds up a, like, little flask of oil. um, And she says, frankly, I don't know why the hell retval had this it seems like it wouldn't be very useful to him but this is uh like magic blade oil um you can apply it to a non-magical weapon and for the next hour it will operate as a plus one weapon i think there's probably about three doses of it in here so there's that um these and she sort of points to these like three kind of like amber looking gemstones she's like these are magical but they're not magic items they're just sort of like raw magic components um probably more useful to me than to you guys because i can like make stuff with them but sometimes they come in handy they can like be substituted in for other types of spell components if you don't have them on you or if you need something with like a little bit more oomph like these work for spells like revivify so if you wanted to hold on to them you'd certainly be welcome to it if you don't have a diamond on hand or whatever else you need um these and she points to these three uh scrolls she says these are spell scrolls pretty powerful ones at that um i don't actually know what spells they are although i can tell you that this one's fifth level and these two are sixth level um you might be able to read them though and she kind of like slides them across to you um the way that spell scrolls work is you can only like read them or use them if they are a spell that your class has access to um so finn as you kind of like look at the three of these you realize you can read two of them um you see that one of them is the sixth level arcane gate spell and another one is the sixth level true seeing spell and basically you finn or reagan because these are also on the sorcerer's spell list would be able to read the spell in order to cast it and then you have to make a check it's like a like a counter spell or dispel magic check it uses your spell casting ability um if you fail it the spell does not cast uh, the dc is like equal to 10 plus the level of spell so for these ones it would be 16 if you fail it the spell is not cast and the scroll like crumbles to dust and you can't use it oh nah but if you pass it then you successfully cast the spell you get like one casting of it
2: can I read the third one or
0: can no one hear um Finn cannot but Finn if you take it and show it to Regan Regan can okay
3: I will do that after this scene
0: great so it's that when you get to read it Regan this is the fifth level spell Seeming. the fifth level spell Seeming. (laughs) Finn what the fuck did you give
2: me
1: this for
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> is
1: this some sort of joke?
0: Um, and then after she sees, she's like, "So scrolls, components, oil. Um, I have no clue what the fuck these things are." Um, and she points to these like four items that are left. She's like, "Identify? Did not tell me, which is weird. Uh, identify is its whole deal is being able to tell you what magic items are. Um, so I don't know if Retval like did something to make it so they can't be identified, or if these are just like." Weird, but I don't know what these are. Um, so you see Finn, the four items that she's pointing to. There is a brass key. There is what looks like a small wooden, like, puzzle box. Um, it's got, like, a little, like, like uh, pieces of wood that can be, like, slid on the outside and, like, turned and stuff like that.
3: Wow, I bet that has such sights to show me.
0: Um. There is a, like, another ring. This one, like, all of it, including the metal, is bright blue. Um, and then there is just, like, a small, like, brown handkerchief, kind of, like, folded up. Ew.
3: Oh, no, I hope no one used a fifth-level spell scroll on this.
0: (laughs) And Shiloh's like, yeah, so I- I don't know what those are. Uh, you could, um, I don't know, experiment with them and figure out what they do, is probably what I'd do if we were in such a precarious position already. But, hey, maybe if I get bored enough while we're sailing.
3: Alright, thanks! Yeah. Oh, also- and I hold up the emerald with the water inside it. Any guess on this?
0: Um, she holds it up to the light, and she's like, oh, yeah, I don't even need to identify for that water elemental in there. You smash it, the water elemental comes out. It's a friend for a while. Oh, sick. Until it disappears.
3: That's my favorite kind of elemental.
0: Oh, somehow I would have guessed that.
3: <laughs> yeah, I'm consistent. <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much for your help. Uh, you've been great. Always am. Have a lovely rest of your day. Let me know if you want to play a board game or something
0: oh that'd be great actually
3: tip your bartender
0: cool so you have some items some of which you know what they do it's a, I believe it's called an elemental gem i don't have it in front of me but i think it's pretty straightforward
3: and i go i give the other scroll to reagan
0: yeah and you guys can sort of figure out who you want to be holding on to those items. You guys have a lot of items at this point, so I think maybe after this episode we can kind of make a list somewhere of who has what.
3: My pants are constantly in danger of falling down because my pockets are so full.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, sweet. Anything else that anybody wants to do in these kind of couple of days before the other team gets there?
1: Um, I would like to long rest...
0: Oh, yes. (laughs) So sorry. Everybody can long rest. Um, Feel free. Go ahead and do that. Uh, You can even long rest twice. I feel like
3: I've been awake for days. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So we level up when we long rest.
0: Yes. Upon long resting, the party levels up to level eight.
3: Wow.
0: Wow. Wow.
3: (sighs) Good morning, everyone. You guys feel more powerful.
2: Malachi has his armor back on. I feel like I could fucking kill you in two hits.
3: Hmm, that's I don't like that. I feel like
2: I can kill both of you a lot easier.
3: Wow. You know, you saying that makes makes your morning boner even more unsettling.
2: I'm wearing armor.
3: Yeah, and I can tell you've leveled up cuz I can still notice it.
2: Is that how that works? Yes. Man, what happened to you guys then? <laughs> this is horrible. Anyways, the
1: other thing that I want to do, Hannah, I want to um, go through the papers that I took uh, from Ritval, go through the files and shit.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'll give whatever ones I grab, too. You're probably going to know more yeah. about what's in these than I do. I'm
1: really just more interested in like seeing if there's anything about me. All right, I will.
2: I'm gonna be in there while you do this just to make sure you don't destroy anything and rage, but.
0: (laughs) Wow, Uh
1: who do you take me for? Also to support you. Okay. Wow. Um, Oh,
3: you guys doing crossword puzzles?
0: (laughs) Make me an investigation check, Reagan, with advantage because Malachi is helping you. Is he? Is he? He seems to be helping in his own way. That's a 19. Ooh, delightful. Yeah, on a 19, you flip through the papers. Um, you find that, so you don't find anything about the device because that was in kind of like a different lab where he was working on this. Um, but you did, in kind of like rifling through his desk, um, grab quite a few of like the older files. Um, and on a 19, you can find what you're looking for. You find your own case file number um, in with a number of other notes. Um, you find yours because it's there's more notes on you than there are on most people. The one that got away. <laughs> there is a brief description of the Angletta incident, and Retfall kind of describes in very like clinical, matter-of-fact language himself being made aware of an incident where a sorcerer destroyed several ships and where there was great loss of life. There is a description. Retval has made a little kind of, like, note theorizing that the sorcerer's powers were amplified by the storm that was happening at the time. Um, And then there's, like, another little note that's, like, caused storm. We'll need further research. Um, There's then... Retval describes his, uh, interactions with you, and it is very sort of unsettling to read what you- Again, these memories are so hazy for you, um, but what are, like, very kind of faint memories for you being described as terms of, like, the subject responded to the stimulus of a mage hand spell- by you know kind of what attempting to bite its fingers (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) whatever sort of happened there but it's very like always the subject Um, occasionally the sorcerer Um, your actual name does not appear anywhere in this file Um, Retval reaches the conclusion that you're a draconic sorcerer says presentation of magic extremely strong bright spark magic and he names the bright spark there's just a like bright spark ancestry. Yikes. <laughs> and I think that's kind of the most of what you would get for it at the end there is like a note um I guess toward the end of the file where he says permission to work on project has been redacted by the crown. And there's a very like sort of tense frustration to this. And he's like I have been I have been told that I am no longer to visit the subject, I attempted to persuade otherwise, but the crown has shut down my line of inquiry. And that's sort of where the file ends. Hmm. Interesting.
1: Um, I'm gonna keep my file. I'm gonna put it in my bucket. Okay. And if nothing else really strikes me as particularly interesting or helpful, I'm gonna go to Shiloh also. And be like, hey, gosh got you some paperwork. Have fun. <sighs> I'm
0: not going to have fun. Yeah, no, it's- But I will look through them. <laughs>
1: it's really fucked up stuff.
0: Um, she says that she'll look and see. Um, and she, she's going to kind of have to look through them over the next, but I will tell you, she doesn't find any notes about the device. Um, and she's like, my guess is he took that. Or it was in the other lab where the device was being built and we didn't have time mm. to
2: find it. Nothing about my rock either. Well, I'll ask her to keep an eye out for it, I guess.
0: Yeah, she'll keep an eye out for, for anything. And I'll let you guys know if she's able to glean anything more from these notes uh, next session. Um, Finn, as you're kind of like going about this second day while you guys are waiting for the ship to arrive, um, you are feeling a little bit, you all definitely woke up feeling stronger, um, the kind of morning after, but Finn, you noticed that some of the magic at your fingertips feels a little bit different. You kind of have gotten used to, like, what it feels like when your father gives you more magic. And it's encouraging to have woken up this morning and been like, oh, okay. I've gotten more magic from my father, so maybe he did get my letter. But you also are kind of noticing that, like, some of... It feels like you can do something now that you couldn't do before.
3: Huh. I waggle my fingers. I I step out onto the deck, and I'm wiggling my fingers... And I see... Careful
2: with those, you'll go blind.
3: <laughs> and I notice Reagan standing off to the side, looking sort of disheveled, as he often does. And I'm looking at him. And all of a sudden, I just, I just on instinct, flex my fingers, and a sudden breeze blows up and blows Reagan's hair out of his face. And it looks very majestic.
2: Hey, it's dry now for the first time all wow. week.
3: And I'm like, oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, Finn, as you do that, as you cast that spell, you, like, it's- it's a difference that's hard to explain, but when you've used your magic before, it's always felt like you're channeling something, like something else is working through you. This just feels like- an instinct, like, like picking something up with your hands or like flexing your fingers or like anything else that you just can sort of do with yourself. And you get the feeling that somehow this magic is coming from a source other than your father. And it, it almost feels like it's just coming directly from the sea itself, which is a subtle difference, but it's something that's there. You're left to kind of ponder that.
3: Huh. I stare down at the sea over the edge of the railing. And as I'm staring intently, I start thinking about fish. And all of a sudden, there's a sort of a ripple or a wave along the edge of the ship. And some of the water flies up into the air, takes the form of a fish, and then drops back down into the sea and disperses. And I'm like, ooh, that that's great. That's awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I can do that. <laughs> Nurgle, check this. Uh, uh. He'll love it when he gets back.
0: <laughs> cool. Um, you don't get a sending from Father Ceviche on this day. Hmm. Which is maybe slightly worrying, but...
3: Maybe he just sent it to Baleen today.
0: Yeah. Do, does
2: anybody else have anything they want to do on this day? We took a long rest, so this is the second day?
0: Yeah, there's the day when you got away, then there's the second day, and then Marco kind of reports back that the others uh, got away from HQ and that they'll be there kind of like tomorrow morning, that they'll meet up with you guys and then you can all head south.
3: Oh, hey, Hannah, question. What level is the fly that's in the ring?
0: Uh, it's just a third level fly spell, so for one person. And then there's like two empty levels in the ring.
3: Um, I want to put that on and attune to it if necessary.
0: Okay. Sick.
3: And then I'm going to fill up those other two levels by casting Mirror Image on the ring. So that's also in there.
1: Cool. Yeah,
0: you do that. Do I get a fun little scene about my leveling up? You feel stronger and angrier.
3: Oh, Reagan's just super twitchy. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Malachi, I do you notice Reagan seems a little twitchy today.
2: Yeah, I'm noticing a lot more about you two.
3: Oh, oh, <laughs> M- Malachi. Your
0: strengths, your weaknesses. I... <laughs> I mean, yeah, you do. Reagan. you, like, wake up and you your magic has not improved or gotten stronger at all. But you feel your kind of, like, muscles and your body and this sort of, like, this, this core of rage inside you from, especially as you're looking through, like, these notes from Retval, kind of both about this own file of yours and then also the, like, all of the other files that you see here that are, clearly other sorcerers Mm. who weren't as lucky as you were um you sort of feel this like this burning fire of rage inside of you that you can channel um that you sort of started to learn how to how to focus into a battle rage burns even stronger and can be channeled even more effectively um and malachi as you're sort of like you know practicing with your axe um As the day sort of wears on and you're kind of like thinking about everything that happened, thinking about the way that the adventurer was able to just cut you down and block off all of you with that spell the way that retval was able to after everything get away when you almost had him and you know that you guys had him hurt and you you almost had him and he still got away
2: how frustrating it was well he had Nell charmed and we had to spend mm-hmm. energy to
0: get them free um you begin to practice techniques that would make you perhaps more adept against those types of enemies
3: Better at slaying mages,
0: one might say. One might. One might say
2: better at slaying mages. Um, But as the day is ending, I wanted to find a little moment away from the others probably where I want to uh, take out my holy symbol, my rock, and examine it and see if there's anything that's changed about it from when it was in Retval's possession or in the device and just also sort of see if I can still feel anything from it after yeah and also sort of be like hey you know things suck right now yeah (laughs) um make me an insight check and a charisma check yeah i think i'm just sitting there with it like turning it over and like wow insight's gonna be a dirty 20 and the charisma is it just a straight charisma check Uh uh-huh that's gonna be a
0: 22
1: very nice
0: cool what the insight gets you is that the holy symbol itself has not been harmed um it definitely looks like as you're kind of looking at it 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 definitely was um fucked with like clearly spells were cast on it and also it looks like it was like wiped off and like touched and stuff like that but it was not it does not appear to be damaged or compromised in any way which is good to verify you also see that the like sort of half faded symbol on it is like a little bit more prominent. Still not enough for you to really know exactly what it is, but more so than it has been. And you, with that insight check, you get the sense that this isn't because of anything Retval did. Um, this is just sort of as you're holding it, it seems to have become a little bit more something, something is gradually becoming clearer and clearer um however you also get this this sense of dread like there's this relief at kind of verifying those two things but you also like as you're as you're holding your holy symbol and as you're sort of like reaching out to your god you get this feeling of fear that you can't quite tell where it comes from that sort of grips you kind of out of nowhere for the charisma check What I'm- what I'm gonna say next is for the charisma check, does anybody else have anything that you wanted to do during this day, or can I narrate you guys going to sleep?
1: I could sleep, but I want to sleep near Alden. Cool. Just specifically. Sure, thank you for specifying. I just, you know, I- I read some fucked up shit today, and I- you know, on purpose didn't read his file, because I felt like it would, like, fuck with me if I did that, so I just kinda wanna be around somebody who knows how it is,
0: you know? You know? Yeah, and- Alden is definitely quieter than he usually is throughout the day, but seems to be recovering. Um, similar with Nell, although Nell has more of a, like, manic energy about them and is, like, doing a lot of kind of, like, pacing and also a lot of, like, if you engage them in conversation, they're like, here's more logical facts about the situation. Mm. <laughs> um, and is sort of, like, is not really touching anything emotional. Um, Nira is avoiding all of you. If you try to talk to her, she is, frankly, she keeps disappearing on the ship and you're not entirely sure where she is.
3: Pirate magic.
0: Yeah, uh, it is pirate magic in a way. Um,
3: Before I go to bed, uh I want to have a conversation with Amelia, Mm -hmm. but it's it's, it's just sort of like commenting on the weather and stuff before I realize that Finn and Amelia don't actually have that much of a bond, and then I wander away. (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You start small talk and then wander away. Um, As you guys get to go to sleep at the end of this, like, weird, restless day, each of you uh, have a dream. Reagan, you dream of... You dream of thunderstorms, um, as is kind of par for the course for you. And that sort of starts out being not too dissimilar from most of your dreams But in this case, the clouds take on a particularly green hue and are sort of like going around in like a big circle over your head. Uh, You've never been to the Emerald Eye yourself, but from the stories that you've heard from old sailing buddies of the way the sky looks like it's going to swallow you and the the green tint that everything takes on, um, this certainly seems like it might be what you're looking at. Um, In the clouds above you, you see the flash of dragon wings you see the image of something swooping through the sky above you. And it's, it's sort of a, it's definitely scary. It's a, it's a scary scene, but there's something majestic about it too, about the way that this, creature that you can just see glimpses of past the clouds is flying and as you sort of like look down um you realize that you're flying too in the dream you're hovering above the surface of the ocean with these as you look behind you dragon wings not too dissimilar from the ones that come out from your gift from the metallic dragon you can see these wings kind of holding you aloft above the surface of the ocean And as you're watching this dragon circle in the clouds above you, you start hearing cannon fire. And you see kind of coming from all directions, cannons firing into the storm toward the dragon. You hear the dragon shriek and there's bolts of lightning that go cascading through the sky above you. But the dragon screams again in pain as these cannon bolts are impacting into it. And then you feel something hit you in the back, this kind of like thunderous feeling of force right between the wings in the middle of your back. And you wake up. Malachi, you dream like you have a couple times before now of a bank of fog, a completely tranquil sea, and just this this endless... Fog in all directions clouds hanging low over the water it looks like if you were to stick your hand out of the rowboat that you're in you'd sort of like the clouds and the water like go into each other your boat this rowboat is just kind of adrift not moving the oars are like in front of you but the boat is just resting not even really rocking with the waves everything is just still um Kind of cutting through the fog in front of you is a single pinprick of light, kind of steady. The one thing that is sort of different from this endless expanse, the one thing that kind of is standing out as something other than just fog. And you see the light kind of get brighter for a bit and then all of a sudden it starts to get dimmer and goes out and everything around you is just darkness and emptiness and you feel inside yourself this sort of hollow frozen feeling like you can't figure out where you would turn. Finn. You dream of... You dream of an ocean that is, like a dozen different shades at once. Shades of blue, shades of green, shades of gray, all kind of like ocean colors, but they're all sort of like mixed together and like roiling amongst these waves with these little like white caps, kind of different, similar to the stormy seas that you've been in for the past couple days, but also different, moving in in all different directions, not really following any sort of noticeable wave pattern. Um, you're standing on the deck of a ship. Um, looks like it's probably matte black as you look around, but you seem to be the only one who's on it. Sort of looking down at these seas around you, you can see hundreds and hundreds, probably even thousands of fish in this sea sort of like <sighs> teeming within it, leaping out. They're of bright colors, um, like different than any fish that you've seen before. Every color of the rainbow, some of them are, are enormous, others are really small, but kind of, like, move together in these schools that almost make them seem like a single bigger creature. Just all around you, this ocean that is full of, like, color and life. Um, the wind is sort of, like, whipping around through your hair. You can smell the salt of the sea breeze. You can hear seabirds and see them circling above you And a bright, like, brilliantly sunny day. Um you see then out of the sea in front of you there's this dark patch and sort of like rising up out of the dark patch are these two enormous tentacles that kind of like stretch out above the surface of the water and kind of like wave around um you can see sort of the immenseness of the creature below you from the way that the fish are sort of, like, parting as something is swimming closer. One of the tentacles kind of, like, comes down and sort of, like, caresses the side of your face in this very, like, it is, and it is bigger than you are, just this one tentacle, but it just sort of, like, gently nudges against your cheek. And then... Out of nowhere, sort of dropping down out of the sky is this massive golden net. bigger, like Big enough to encompass basically everything in front of you. And actually, it sort of drops down kind of around your ship as well Um, as this massive golden net just drops out of the sky into the sea below. You see the seabirds are kind of like getting knocked out of the sky by this. The fish start to scatter as this net just like reaches down and gathers up all of the marine life you see, the ocean, the ocean itself kind of stills and quiets and takes on this more stormy hue. Clouds seem to come to cover the cover the sun as this net is scooping up you and the fish and the and the lurker being all wrapped up and crushed. Um, and it is as the ship that you are on is being crushed into splinters that you find yourself waking up the three of you are in your hammocks in the crew hold of amelia's ship um from above above decks the call is coming that friendly sails have been sighted on the horizon and that is where we will end our session for today Ooh.
1: Ooh.
0: you know i like to end things with give you a little something to chew on Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. been a hot second since we dreamed yeah, I realized it had been a while. I figured you guys maybe needed them again, did we?
2: <laughs> what would I have gotten if I had a worse charisma check?
0: Uh Something less informative?
3: <laughs> Ask her on the mud bath, baby.:
2: Yeah,
0: so true. Less informative <laughs> than a wall of fog. Thank you all so much for listening. If you like that, you can find us other places on the internet. We are at ship of fools cast on Twitter, Tumblr and Instagram. And you can also find us on our Patreon, which is patreoncom slash ship of fools, where we have lots of fun bonus content. You can support the show, listen to us do uh, our alternate campaign folio, which Andy DMS and also to our Patreon exclusive after show, where we talk about the events of the episodes. As usual, we have some people we need to thank. Thank you so much, as always, to Theo Golden for our beautiful logo art. You can find him at TGoldenArt on Instagram. Thank you also to Lucas Mangold for our theme music. You can contact him if you need any sea themed music, or if you just want to say hi at lucascarlmusic at gmail.com. And thank you also this episode to Laura Boyman for the music that she provided as well. And yeah, other than that, we will be back with a new episode on April 12th. And until then, we will see you on the open seas. Bye-bye.
1: I keep on thinking you're saying spell squirrels, and I want to live in that one. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: cast find nuts.
1: <laughs> I cast dig a diggy hole.
3: I cast find nuts. <laughs> I had to get it in the mic. I was too far away before. I, after I said it, I was like, mm, that's funny enough that I should have said it in the mic."
1: Um, in mind of a genius.